Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues from dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out. Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. Become More Studios. I love it in the Become More Studio. This is a great place to be. It's, yeah, it's pretty okay. How's it in Texas, Scott? It was a little warm today, but it's okay. I was, you know, I was drooling over a few houses that were overlooking a lake. Mm. Yeah. The one I was looking at only the monthly house payment was only 78,000 a month. Oh, that's yeah. No. Not going to happen. So summer starting, it's a great time to be overlooking the lake. It's also a really interesting time to be a college student heading off to an internship. Oh, wow. This is a question that came to us from one of our listeners, and they're really interested in, in your take, Tammy and Scott, on internships. What makes a good one? What makes a poor one? And if you're thinking about having an intern, like what are the things that you should think through before you do that? I actually stopped taking summer interns about 10 years ago because three months was not enough time for me to get any real learning or value given the the six-month time frame of my workflow. And so I shifted to only school year interns. What have you guys learned about having interns over the years? Well, one of the things, in all honesty, is if you don't, as an organization and as the leader of that particular individual, if you have not thought it through, And if you don't have the time to interact with them, just say no. Because that internship, that that relationship needs to be thought out and intentional. It doesn't just kind of happen. And so one of the things is that it does require thought before you ever start. And it requires a, a plan that says, this is what I want to have accomplished, and this is what success looks like. And I think too often people come into these relationships, and it's like, oh, the intern's here. Um, And then they get scut work. And that is not the intention of an internship. And by the way, it's not utilizing the gifts, the skills, the ability, the, the I am you know, energized and excited about doing something new. And I have all these ideas and this creativity. You want to tap into that youthful exuberance and you don't tap into it by having them do scut work. So you have to pre-plan. What is it that you want them to do? What kind of person is the kind of person who could be successful in this? And then start that relationship out the right on day one. Hi, so glad you're here. Let's talk about what we're going to have you do. I think that is one of the most important things. It's the pre-work before they ever show up. How about you, Scott? I love what you said. I think purpose and goals, like why are you doing it? 
um, the supervision thing is so important because if you are not going to give them the time and effort, it's not fair to you. It's not fair to them. I've always thought of interns as I'm going to have them. I don't know that I would call it scut work as much as I am going to have you do some routine kinds of things to give the team lift. And I'm going to have you do a project or two during your time. And to me, there's a balance there. Now, is that 50-50, 75-25? I think you have to decide that based on your organization and what can they do. If you can, I've always thought of if you can have a group of interns, I like the idea that they do some kind of kind of day-to-day work. And while that they do for their role, they have a project and then they have a group project that they're doing kind of cross-functionally that cuts across the organization. I love that. I do too. And there's so much to that in college classes of working together as a team, getting a grade together as a team. And that helps across a larger organization to have those departments talking with one another. It also teaches them a little bit about politics and influence and persuasion. Yeah. And then I think the one that people forget about a lot is then there's a probably falls under the training, the supervision and leader part, but there's a lot of feedback you need to give them to understand what's the difference between schoolwork and work work and where are their similar similarities. And it sounds funny depending on where they are and how much experience they have. Sometimes it's things you don't even think about, like how long should emails be and how do you interact and, you know, schedule a meeting and even how, like, how long should any particular task take? And I've actually had the, the problem where interns don't take enough time at a task. They want to show you how fast they can do it. And you're like, no, this is a thing that should take you a, a full day. Do you know, I love that piece because in all honesty, you know, these folks are still novices. okay? They are not fully experienced in the workforce human beings. And we forget when we work with people who are really experienced that those folks we can give a task to and it's shortcut. We don't have to explain a whole bunch of stuff and they'll go and do it and do it well. When someone is a novice to the work world, novice to the kind of tasks that you're giving them, novice to how organizations work, we have to spend quite a bit of time in telling mode and in reviewing mode. So I have to explain, this is what I want done. This is what success looks like. This is how much time it should take. And you know that you can go through a variety of methodologies, but in the end, if it doesn't look like this, if it doesn't meet this criteria, it's not successful. But don't go all the way. Do a portion of it. Come back, review it. And I'm going to tell you what's working. And I'm always going to start with what's working. Hey, this is good and this is good. Now, let's talk about how we can make it better. Do you see this? Do you see this? This is why we need to shift it here. And that telling them, starting with what's good, says, okay, you're not a complete loser or screw up. Okay, you've done some stuff well. And then here's the stuff that we can improve. We can take steps to make it better. And I should tell them what those steps are and why, so that they can start the process of going, oh, I hadn't thought about that. And in internships, we have to ensure that we have the time as the leader to do that. Otherwise, they're going to bring us work product that we're not happy with. 
And that's not a great experience for them. It is doing them a disfavor because then they're going to think, hey, either I hate my boss or, you know, I don't like this kind of work or they start thinking poorly about themselves. It also does a disfavor for the organization because we're not utilizing that resource because we're not giving the resource what it needs to make it flourish. And I think that's the second mistake. We don't set it up in up front and think about it. And then second of all, we don't nourish it along the way. The other piece people forget about is the interns are the workforce of the future. Yes. And so if, you know, if I'm Tammy's intern and I have a bad experience and I think that's terrible, not only is Tammy a bad boss, the whole organization must be terrible. Well, now I'm going to go back to school. Well, hey, how was your internship? Oh, don't ever go there. They kind of suck. Don't. And that is going to balloon for not only your interns, but eventually they're going to be the workforce. And that experience is going to carry with them. Future interns and future employees. Totally. Right. And then let's turn it around. This is one of the things that drives me crazy. How many times have we been in workshops or working with senior leaders and they start talking about, you know, those young people that are coming into the organizations today and they don't, and they have all of these negative opinions about these people who are going to be the workforce of the future. And we do have to understand that each generation is a little bit different and that doesn't make them bad. And in fact, they have gifts and we need to tap into those gifts and understand how they can help the organization because they have stuff that us old folks don't have. And we have to recognize there's a task that needs to get done. And then there's relationships. How do we work together? And as a leader, as a boss, it's my responsibility to help anybody coming into the organization, but especially people that are new to work. Okay. Understand it's not just the task and it's not just people. You have to be good at both of those things. And so I have to find ways to work with all sorts of people, with all sorts of different personalities, with all sorts of different quirks, with all sorts of different technical skills. And that includes a generation that's not mine, that I don't totally get, but I need to go find out how they add value instead of saying that they don't. And that is one of the things that drives me nuts when we bring interns in is we have a tendency to look at them and say, "Mm, no, that's not the kind of those young, those whippersnappers. Yeah. They want stuff too soon. They haven't, you know, they haven't done, you know, their work and like put in their time. Boy, they think they need to be involved in every decision. Well, guess what? This is our new workforce. How do we make it work in the world of work without telling them that they're Uh, human beings? My favorite is, Many times people who are saying that or kind of talking about that, they're the 50-somethings. Like that, yeah, that's us, Scott. Uh, well, no, I know. I, I know. <laughs> and what is hilarious is we fucking raise them. <laughs> well, so I what didn't... we're doing is talking about typically our children. <laughs> And the, our children's generation. So when you're bashing the snot out of them, you're talking about your own kids. <laughs> I'm laughing because, yep, y'all have kids. I don't have any. So I can blame your parenting on all you of You totally them. can. And so <laughs> I just think it's, I think it's interesting when you say, well, though, them, well, you're talking about your kids. 
which therefore it means it's kind of your fault. It is. It's my fault because I have kids that age. That is hysterical. So seriously, right? It's like, hey, prep, make sure that you are intentional about what you want them to do, right? What success looks like and communicate all of that. Make sure that you in your schedule have the time to nurture them in that spot. Look for what's great about young people and how they can add value to an organization because they have skill sets that the organization doesn't have because of their generation. That's kind of the stuff we need to do. Now let's look at it from the other way. What does that intern need to do to make it successful for them? Carmen, what do you think? I think some of the things that we just said about what makes a good internship, like as the intern, you need to look for those things too. Is there a plan? Who are you going to work for? What are the outcomes that they've set up for you for the year? If they can't answer those questions, then you're probably, yeah, like keep looking another internship. And there's some self-reflection there as well. Why are you even after an internship and why that company? And is are you doing the internship because you have to for to graduate? Or are you doing the internship to get experience? Are you doing it because all of those answers can be okay? It's not saying, oh, you're only doing it to graduate. Well, you got to do to graduate. You got to do it. But I loved Michael. So Michael's one of our staff members who joined us this year. And Michael talks about his internships all the time. And one of the reasons is because he chose an industry and a product that he loves, aviation and planes. And he went after him and we traveled with him one day and he's like, Tammy, you know what kind of plane this is? This is a boom, 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 boom. And you know the difference between Airbuses and Boeings? And I mean, he just went, he, he like lit up like a firecracker because he loved that industry and he loves airplanes. The con, he, he was talking to me about the shape of windows on an airplane. I'm like, I've flown a lot and never knew that, <laughs> Right. And I, he was so enthusiastic. I think there is something. It's like, just don't get an internship. Get one where you can find yourself being excited about it. Okay. I do think that there is, ask those questions. Know that there are lots of opportunities out there. You don't have to take the first person that asks you to prom. You can be picky and look for something that's meaningful to you and tell people why you want to be in that industry why you want to work on that product, why you want to be in that company. Have a really good reason why. I think that's really critical. I love that. When you have that really good reason, then you bring a natural curiosity. And I think that's the the other kind of umbrella that I would give potential intern. Be a sponge. Do whatever they ask you to do and figure out something you can learn from it. What are you absorbing? And kind of related to that, always be ready to learn something. And that probably means carry something to write with. I had an intern once who came to every, and this was doing things in person, in meeting rooms. I'll just call him Joe. Joe never came to any, not a one-on-one meeting or a group meeting with anything to write with. And so he looked unengaged, first of all, which is not what you want. But also, if if he got an assignment in that meeting, he had no way to write it down. If he had an aha moment, 
He had no way to record it. If he had something that he wanted to follow up about later that he didn't understand, you know, like I'm sure Joe is a really smart guy um, and he probably could remember a lot of that stuff. But the the optic of him showing up unprepared for every single meeting was pretty bad. So be there to learn and look like you're ready to learn. It's hard for people to understand that you will earn a reputation by how you look and how you behave, not just on the results that you get. And that is a gift that you can get as an intern to actually start that process of saying, how do people perceive me? And then saying to yourself, is that what I want? And I will tell you, I think I love the fact that it's like, you know, go in and recognize that you are going to need to recall. And there are ways, and I'm okay if you use a PC and you type it out, use paper notes, right? Use your phone. But in this case, it's one of those things where even in a follow-up conversation, I can say, hey, in our meeting on Tuesday, I wrote down that just that statement, right? Gives you credibility from the standpoint that I wrote it down. I'm not just remembering it. Okay. And I think understanding that as an intern, you are creating a brand and this is the time period for you to, to build the kind of brand that you want to be intentional about that brand and check in with your supervisor, with your leader and ask the question. If I were to ask you, what are the words that you would describe me right now? What are those words and why? That is an opportunity for you. You don't have to worry about your brand long-term in an internship, but it gives you a glimpse into how your behavior is being perceived by others. Yeah, manage your brand and take the opportunity to learn, to polish, and decide what you want it to be. I would have hated being the pretty girl. That reputation is not the reputation of the brand that I wanted when I was 22. What is the brand that I want? that is going to stick with me, that's good for me long-term. It's an interesting, I love that piece. Scott, what would you say their responsibility is? I will make a plug. I think there's a whole other podcast. I love what Carmen said, being ready to learn and then saying yes. Stepping stepping into where it's uncomfortable and, and saying, I'm just going to figure it out. And you would be amazed what happens when you just say, I'm willing, I'm willing to learn, I'm willing to say yes, and I'm going to figure it out. It's the piece about being, it's showing up. And what is that phrase that moms always use? You get what you get and you don't talk back or something like that, don't right? Throw fit. <laughs> don't throw a fit, right? It's curiousness, I guess, is what I would say. Well, I mean, it's I mean, not only curiousness. It's the thing that says, it doesn't matter if I like it or don't like it. It doesn't matter if I'm learning from what to do or what not to do. Everything is a learning opportunity. And you could say, well, I have a bad boss, or you can say, I don't like that work, or you can say, you know, this doesn't work for me, or this is hard for me. It's still all a learning opportunity. And if you are show up and are willing and don't complain, your opportunities expand. If you don't show up, if you act or present as if you're not willing, and you are an energy vampire, you complain you're saying what's wrong about everything, you are not going to expand your opportunities. You're going to limit your opportunities. So the attitude that you bring to this is critically important as well. Just say, hey, it's all learning. It's not good or bad. 
It's all learning. What am I going to learn from this? And especially when it's summer, Carmen, it's three months. It's not forever. So look for what's right and look for your learning opportunities. So if you have the right kind of boss who is prepped for you, who is making the time for you and make sure that you get the feedback and you as an individual have said, yes, I want to be here. Yes, I am going to take this as an opportunity to be curious and to build my brand and to learn in that spot. And I'm willing just simply to say, okay, it's not good or bad. It's an experience. What am I going to learn? You put those things together, probably going to have a good internship. And that wraps up this week's episode of The Leadership Line. As always, feel free to reach out to us in the emails provided in this podcast description box, and be sure to check out our upcoming episodes always announced on LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.